0: Welcome to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane.
1: This podcast will talk about strange and mysterious stories from around the world.
0: Some will be about places we've been and experienced for ourselves,
1: as well as things we've learned and read about, including hauntings, folklore, and cryptids.
0: Join Join us on on Haunted haunted escapes. Escapes.
1: A seaside community, Asbury Park is located on New Jersey's central coast. Developed in 1871 as a residential resort by New York brush manufacturer James A. Bradley, the city was named for Francis Asbury, the first American bishop of the Methodist Episcopal Church in the United States. Asbury Park began as a seaside residential resort in a prime waterfront location. Shortly after the city's inception, a beach boardwalk was constructed featuring an orchestra pavilion, public changing rooms, and a pier extending into the Atlantic Ocean, capitalizing on the opportunity to attract visitors beyond the local region. News of the boardwalk traveled fast and attracted tourists from the surrounding areas, as well as entrepreneurs and entertainers looking to bring their business to town and brand their entertainment to the boardwalk's growing crowds. As Asbury Park's popularity increased, the size and offerings of the boardwalk expanded to accommodate higher demand. In the 1920s, the Paramount Theater and Convention Hall ushered in a new era of music and performing arts that still exist to this day. In 1974, legendary music club The Stone Pony opened its door and has since played host to iconic local and national musicians from Southside Johnny, and the Asbury Jukes to Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. Since its inception, many of the world's most popular musicians have played at the club, which today is considered one of the greatest rock and roll venues of all time. The Stone Pony, The Wonder Bar, Paramount Theater, and Convention Hall have not only helped launch many musicians career but have also contributed to the creation of an ent- entire music genre known as the Jersey Shore Sound. Palace Amusements was a historical indoor amusement park in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It was built in 1888 and expanded several times over its history. Tilly is the most notable face of the as- Asbury Park Boardwalk. His face was painted on the side of the building in 1955 that resembled George C. Tillio, owner of Steeplechase Park on Coney Island which features the steeplechase face similar to Tilly. When Palace Amusements closed in 1988 and was, was scheduled for demolition years later, An effort went into effect to save Tilly that was successful. Today, Tilly resides somewhere in Asbury Park. After Hurricane Sandy, Asbury Park was one of the few communities on the Jersey Shore to reopen successfully for the 2013 summer season. Most of the boardwalk had not been badly damaged by the massive hurricane. On Memorial Day weekend 2013, Governor Chris Christie and President Barack Obama participated in an official ceremony before a crowd of 4,000, marking the reopening of Asbury Park and other parts of the Jersey Shore. The Stronger Than the Storm motto was emphasized at this ceremony.
0: Welcome to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane. Hello. Today's episode will be doing Asbury Park in New Jersey.
1: Yes, so what do you know about Asbury
0: Park? Uh, To be honest, I don't really know anything about it. Uh, This is going to be new for me. Diane did most of the research on this one, and this is... I want to be just like a listener here. I don't know much.
1: Yeah, I'm not too familiar with it, but I remember the big face. I remember Tilly's face, and it made me think of, oh, yeah, that's haunted over there.
0: Yeah, I do not know anything really about it, so I'm looking forward to listening to it. So take it away.
1: Okay, so there are a lot of hauntings around uh, around the area. And, you know, it's a regular Jersey town. It's not far from Atlantic City. It's not far from us, actually. We should probably take a trip there one day.
0: Yeah, all right. That sounds good.
1: Okay. So we're going to start off with a place called Paranormal Books and Curiosities. So it's... Do you remember that story went into A New Hope that had, like, all of the weird macabre things? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That place was cool. You got freaked out and walked out.
1: Yes, I did. So it's kind of like that. They have a store, and they also have a... A paranormal museum so to go into the store is free but if you want to go into the museum the tours are private but they have a lot of haunted objects in there and it's a roadside style attraction and the tours are short sweet and spooky exhibits include the alleged skull of the Jersey Devil which we covered earlier possessed dolls and objects which they can keep <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm always against them possessed dolls. They're just freaky. Dolls (laughs) in general are freaky.
1: I know. I told you about the doll that I had when I was little.
0: Yes, you thought it was possessed and you tied it up in its high chair or something?
1: Yes. This doll, as far as I remember, had black eyes. Like, black-eyed children eyes. And I remember it was given to me by my grandmother, which was, you know, like, here, here's a nice doll to play with. And I saw it. And I had to be nice. I played with it for a while. But that night, I... Tied it to my uh, little kid high chair with jump rope, and I stuck it in my closet because that thing was haunted.
0: You're lucky thing <laughs> come back after you, like Chucky.
1: <laughs> That's what I was worried about. That's why I tied it up with the jump rope. <laughs> so also there's the Paramount Theater, and some say goes roam the halls and back corners of the old Paramount Theater which was built after a fire destroyed a portion of Asbury Park's boardwalk. The historic theater also is within yards of where the S.S. Castle Morrow? beached in 1930 after a catastrophic fire killed more than a quarter of its passengers. The Paramount Theater in Asbury Park, which was completed in 1929 by Warren and Wetmore Design, is 87 years old with a rich history. It has been said that the theater is haunted. Many will say there is negative energy... Others will see figures out of the corner of their eye. In the 1950s, there was a fire that left two young girls dead, and in the 1960s, there was a suicide at the theater. There are people who will say you're weird and whatnot, but I definitely feel like there's some of that energy. Jason Dermer, who had been working on audio inside the Paramount Theater for the past 17 years, said earlier this year, Just some of the things that you see in this room, feel around this room. It's never a negative energy, but you ask anyone who's been in here a while, and they'll say, yeah, you've seen two girls sitting up there in the balcony. Then you turn around and go, where did they go? Or you'll catch something out of the corner of your eye. There's just something a little different than what we understand day to day that goes on here. And people also see shadow figures, they sense a presence, and they feel like they are being touched.
0: Shadow figures are always a creepy thing. I don't know if we've ever done an episode on shadow figures. If not, we should. I don't think we've done an episode on them either. Yeah, we should. Because they're, they're really cool stories about them. Mm-hmm. Especially the hat man that you saw.
1: Yes. I did see a man with a cowboy hat.
0: And maybe we'll do one of them. Okay. Alright, as you were.
1: So, there's also Wesley Lake, a creature named Lady of the Lake. In 2004, a woman was found... Like King th- Arthur? I guess so. I mean, I I was doing research and this is what they call the thing that lives in the lake. Oh. So she's called the Good Lady Jesus of the Lake. <laughs> she might, but it's really just a dead lady in the lake. No. But she might have the sword, I don't know. So many people have seen strange sounds and sights around Wesley Lake. And the people on the Asbury Park side see her, while people on the Ocean Grove side hear her. So she's seen and she's heard.
0: From two separate areas? Yeah. Now, you wonder, do the people who see her hear her too, or is it just like... They say it, nothing else.
1: Mm, That's a good question. I'll have to look that up. So there's also Kennedy Park. And the story was told back in the 1890s by poet and author Stephen Crane. And it is the story of a Lenape chieftain who was in his late 60s and was married to a young girl who was around 11. The two would walk down to the North Beach every morning where they would fish and clam, and every evening they returned. As time went on, the chieftain grew less and less like himself. He grew jealous of his wife and berated her. One night, after the two headed out in the morning... The chieftain returned, but this time he was alone. A rogue wave caught his wife, and she was swept out to sea where she drowned.
0: Yeah, a rogue, a rogue wave known as him. He yeah. drowned her, no doubt about it.
1: Every day he would still get up, walk to the beach, and come back. As time went by, people noticed he was talking to someone as if she was still there with him. The story was that she hadn't actually drowned in a rogue wave. He killed her and dismembered yeah, see, her he body. Told you. Yep. <laughs> He killed her and dismembered her body and buried it on the north beach. He kept going there to make sure she was never free of him, to make sure he always had control over her. First of all, eleven years old—that's disgusting. Yeah, right. And you're sixty. What would you want with an eleven-year-old anyway?
0: There are strange people out there.
1: Kathy Kelly, who owns the Paranormal Books and Curiosities, which we just talked about, says she's had guests visit her store and share stories of seeing a Native American man walking at Kennedy Park. She's had witnesses from 2008, 2010, and even today. That, to me, is the coolest story in Asbury Park, Kelly said. What people reported 40 years ago, they also reported two years ago and a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. It means that it's consistent.
1: It's like, um, maybe like a residual thing.
0: Yeah, and it, if, the, if people say it repeatedly over all those times, there's more to think it might be real.
1: The next story is, goes, built around 1650... The Spy House is one of the most haunted homes in Monmouth County. Located in the Port Monmouth section of Middletown, the Spy House once operated as a tavern and drinking hotspot for British troops during the Revolutionary War. Some say that the tavern owner used to spy on the British
0: and share their plans with the colonial soldiers. There was a lot of that back then. Was there? Yeah, George Washington had a whole, like, network of spies who would do that type of stuff.
1: I remember hearing about that, and I know you always love talking about George Washington. <laughs> yes, well,
0: <you> find <laughs> me another leader as good as
1: him. Later in the 19th century, many seances occurred in the home, bringing about old spirits. If you go, look for the tavern owner, pirate Captain Morgan, and even a woman holding a crying baby.
0: wonder if he gives you room. Own-
1: yeah, right? That'd be a nice little parting gift.
0: You see the ghost, you get a free thing of rum.
1: <laughs> Is it a big bottle or one of those little bottles?
0: It's one of those
1: little they bottles. They give you a little
0: bottle so you can taste it, and then on your way out, there's a gift shop. Oh, there's a gift bigger.
1: shop. Okay. Yeah, the ghost shows you to the gift shop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's all conspiracy.
1: <laughs> I wonder if it's like the Captain Morgan. I don't know
0: might be. I'm going to say it is.
1: Okay. The Monmouth Battlefield. Now you're going to want to go here. The Battle of Monmouth occurred June 28, 1778. According to some hikers, headless soldiers haunt the fields and forests of the Monmouth Battlefield, though more than 200 years have passed since hundreds of American and British soldiers were killed in the Revolutionary War battle held there. What do you think of that? I want to go. <laughs> I know. So everybody, look, in the near future, look for an episode on the Monmouth Battlefield because now Chris is going to want to go.
0: Yeah, I want to go to Brandywine, too.
1: Yeah, so look for an episode on that, too. And I want to go to
0: Fredericksburg, and I want to go to Antietam. I want to okay. do all these things. So
1: the next story is the Ocean County Artists Guild. Barry, and I'm not uh, sure if I'm saying the name right, Barry Rigero.
0: Ruggiero? Ruggiero?
1: Has done... Quite a few paranormal investigations inside Ocean County's Artist's Guild. The historic Victorian house is located in Island Heights and was built between 1878 and 1880. The older the older the home, the more residual energy there tends to be, he said. Many visitors to the guild have sensed an odd presence. Many have even heard the water in the sink in the attic turn on while no one was up there. He believes it to be a teacher who worked there and died a few years ago. Interesting. Maybe they're there just cleaning up their classroom. The Strand Theater. Denise Perks, the former house manager at the Strand in Lakewood, said there have been two separate sightings of the same ghost at the theater. We kind of think that somebody's theirs, Perks said with a laugh. The first incident was in the 1970s when someone witnessed a woman walk across the magazine to the pier. The second sighting was about four years ago when one of the ushers heard a noise and thought someone was still left in the theater. Instead, he saw the same figure. He's a guy who doesn't believe in any of that, Perk said. It's funny because none, neither one of these people talked to each other, and they saw the exact same ghost.
0: I always find those types of stories to be cool, because it's people who don't know one another mm-hmm. sharing the same experiences. Once again, it makes you gives more credence to it possibly like being real.
1: Yeah, and the guy, the one guy doesn't believe in it, yeah. and he's seeing the same thing. Perk said, those who worked in the theater have tried to speculate who the figure could be. Because Broadway acts used to be tried out here, there were apartments that used to house the actors. They felt it was either someone who didn't make it in the industry or someone who got murdered. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I believe that, though, because... Yeah,
0: I can see that. That's they, cut through.
1: Yeah, and they're... Yeah, it is cutthroat, because if you're both going for the same part, someone might be a little bit better than
0: you, and, you know, they... Mysteriously disappear. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, they can't... They got sick and went home.
1: And they put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. So the next place is the Hindenburg Hangar. The Hindenburg disaster took place May 6, 1937, after a German passenger airship caught fire and crashed during an attempt to dock at Lakehurst Naval Air Station. There were 35 deaths of the 97 people on board and one death of a crewman down below. After the crash, Hangar number 1 at the Naval Station was used as a morgue. Many say the impact of the crash can still be felt today it's still eerie as many hear footsteps and strange noises that reminds me of that naval air place that we went in wildwood
0: oh yeah the museum
1: yeah that was really eerie in there too yeah, there and were a
0: couple of rooms in there that were really creepy That's yeah like, that, i had never even known that place existed
1: I didn't know either, but it had, it was called the Wildwood Aviation Museum, I believe. Like and they, it was a really nice place. They have airplanes from, like, the 40s, 50s. No, yeah, it
0: was just on up, like, a big hangar. It yeah. All kinds of different planes and stuff like that. It was cool. So, kind of like a national air and space museum in Washington.
1: Yeah, kind of. And they had a lot of, like, exhibits and different stuff that we learned about. Like, how, how big a presence women had flying planes and stuff during the wars. Like, I never knew that stuff.
0: Yeah, me either.
1: And there's Lakewood Historical Museum. Sheila Hagar, the curator at the museum, said she's not a believer of the supernatural. But that doesn't mean she hasn't witnessed the
0: inexplainable. Now, if you're not a believer in it, mm-hmm. but then you see these things happen in front of you... How can you still deny it? I don't know. I guess people... I guess they just automatically try to, oh, no, it's the wind, or it was this, or it was that, it was this. Yeah, but then there are so many times where they can say that, and they'll be proven that these things couldn't have done it, and yet they still don't believe in it. If you see it, I mean...
1: Because they find ways to justify it.
0: It's because I think there were... They don't want to, I guess...
1: They don't want to acknowledge that it could be something paranormal. They just think there's a way to explain it. Oh, it's the trick of the light. It's... My imagination is just something out the corner of my eye. She said one one day while at the Lakewood Historical Museum, there was another employee and an electrician. Hagar was in the rear wing of the building while the electrician was working in the front entrance area, when suddenly they heard a door open and close loudly. We came together in the center hall, and not one of us had come in or out of the door. These are heavy doors, and they're locked all the time, Hagar said. I don't believe in these things, but I have no way of, of explaining what I heard. She added that the electrician on two occasions has seen a man wearing a bowler hat walking through the museum. And that's this guy is sane. she joked in regards to the
0: electrician.
1: What would you do if you saw a man walking, just walking around the museum wearing a bowler hat?
0: Well, I mean, it depends on what he looks like. Is he like see-through? Is he solid? It could just be an older man who just happens to dress that way.
1: So you just stop and be like, hey, nice hat. And then he vanishes right in front of you.
0: Well, I mean, if that happens, then you're going to be like, okay. But I mean, it could be a, it could be somebody who's just wearing a hat. It would really depend on, at that time, how it, it happens. Like, are you alone in the place and nobody's there and everybody's gone? Mm-hmm. Or are you there in the middle of the day where there's hundreds of visitors going around and... I mean it's all about the context if it's something like that if it's in the middle of the day on a Saturday and it's busy and you see it I mean you're able to think that it could just be a person who likes to dress up like that and a lot of older people who do or if you're by yourself and it's closing time and nobody's there and you see it and the thing disappears in front of you well yeah then it's paranormal.
1: Then you're just like, well, I can't tell him he has a nice hat on. Now I have to be scared. No, just say it's
0: a nice hat. It's a nice, oh. hat's a nice hat.
1: So you would find the ghost, just tell him it's a nice hat, and then just move on. Yes. You say, it's a nice hat, and can you get a message to George Washington? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have connections.
0: Yes, yes. Take your <sighs>
1: shot. Take your shot. That's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, okay, babe.
1: And the last one I have is Allaire Village. And the story goes that time appears frozen at Allaire Village since its heyday in the 1830s. Some visitors to the village say that they have seen a white woman gliding across the village meadows. Others are convinced the ghost of a former resident still prowls the basement of the visitor center. I think that's kind of like a a cold spring village.
0: I wonder if the white woman they're seeing here is the same one that they see inside. What was it, the one theater?
1: Yeah, the Paramount Theater.
0: It could be, right? It Ghosts, could be. Ghost doesn't only have one place they can go. I mean, they can go anywhere they want.
1: And that brings about all the hauntings that I could find on Asbury Park. There are a few. I would like to get there. We'll have to do maybe another mini episode if we get to go there. Yeah, that
0: sounds good. As soon as this damn winter ends.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're looking to get out and about as soon as the spring hits. We're gonna do Eastern State. We're gonna do Washington's Crossing. We're gonna do a lot of things.
0: Yes, but right now it's cold, and I'm like a pole. I'm like a uh, brown bear. I like uh, staying in my nice warm house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that brings about the end of this episode we also have a new website now
0: yes that's why last week we did not do an episode because diane was making a website for us it'll have it's got uh all of what this season and later and season two stuff up there but you haven't gotten season one yet right
1: yeah it has all the episode well it's gonna have all the episodes we have this season and last season right now it's gonna have all up-to-date information
0: and it has like a link to the store to get yeah to where you can get your merchandise
1: and it's going to have uh, more up-to-date information on our Candlelit Stories podcast that
0: we're currently working on. Yes, I'm hoping to have that up and running by, hopefully like the beginning of the summer. Yes. And then also, the website also will have uh, a whole thing where you can send your stories in to us.
1: Yes. um, it Right now it has a form where you can write out your story and click send and it'll come to us and we'll add it to the website and See if you want us to have to talk about it on our podcast.
0: So, I mean, please do send some stories in because we're always looking for cool stories, either personal hauntings in homes or if you've gone places and seen things or know somebody who's seen things. Uh, we're all about listening to it and then we will we'll read it and, of course, any of the stories that get chosen and get put on this on this podcast we will give the person who wrote it and submitted it full obviously we'll you get awful credit and we'll tell everybody that you did it was yours and everything mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. and
1: you don't have to be embarrassed or believe think we won't believe you believe us if you've listened to us and heard the stories that we've heard our stories and things we've experienced we've experienced some crazy crap so don't worry that we're not gonna believe you yeah
0: I mean if you wanna get out your get your stories out there so other people can hear what you've been through or even if you wanna hear your our story uh yeah go online check out the the website, which is
1: oh yes, our website is Pen Epic Productions Wixsite w i x s i t e dot com slash haunted. We're gonna be getting our own domain name in the very near future. But that's Pen Epic Productions slash haunted.
0: Yes, so check it out. They put a lot of work into it. You did a very good job. Thank you. And yeah, uh thank you for once again joining us on our Haunted Escapes.
1: If, again, if you feel like we've earned it, please give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever any other place that you listen to. And we're also on YouTube. Give us a like and a comment, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like our podcast, stay tuned for an ad of another podcast we think you would like. Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Jess. We're the hosts of the Wicked Wanderings podcast. Join us every Wednesday as we explore the mysteries of true crime, the paranormal, and all things creepy. We'll take you on a journey through well-known cases and stories off the beaten path that are sure to leave an impression. So stay curious, keep exploring, and and always remember to keep on wandering. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.